Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of the British English Podcast. Today, we are going to be focusing on the pop culture around brands and their slogan. And I have with me my very good friend Harry on the other side of the computer slash microphone. How are you doing, Harry? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah. Different computer. Different computer. We yes. should add. Yeah, we're not sat across one computer. No. We're not huddled around one no. microphone either. We got one. <laughs> yeah, we've got one each. Got one yeah. each. Not sharing. Yeah. Sharing's caring. But that's fine if people do. Yeah, it is caring. Is that a, a brand slogan? Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Someone must have used that. It would be mental if no one has used that. Who coined the phrase sharing is caring? I'll come to that in a bit. But yeah, we're going to catch up for a little bit, but we will be focusing on slogans that have hopefully made it into the everyday conversation. Because on this podcast, we're focusing on more than just the language, but also the culture. And this is a perfect blend of the two because we're sharing a pop culture that has then created for some phrases that we use in everyday kind of references, don't we? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you I love that. You shared one with me that gave us the idea of this. Can you share that with us now? Is that the one about does exactly what it says no, on the tin? No, it's not, but that's a good one. It's the one that you would go to the pharmacy for, and it's a, a thing that you'd have on your skin, probably your foot. Ah, yeah, a bazooka that veruca. Bazooka that veruca. What's a bazooka? Before you begin, I'd like to let you know that we now have an official app released for the British English podcast. You can now listen to this podcast on the new app and get all of the learning resources along with it. And for those of you who are just listening on your favourite podcast app, then I've got a present for you. Download the app, sign up to the course called Free Podcast Worksheets and you will find every single episode available for you to listen to along with the free worksheet for that episode. A huge resource right there waiting for you to enjoy. So go download it right now at your app store, either by typing in BEP, BEP, or the British English Podcast. Links are also in the show notes. Enjoy this episode. A bazooka, that's like... Was it RPG kind of thing? Is that a rocket launcher? A rocket launcher. A rocket launcher. Yeah, bazooka. If you want to kill 
lots of people with one shot, two two birds with one stone, or one giant missile, then use a bazooka. There'll be military experts sitting there thinking, you moron. You've absolutely butchered that definition. But yes. Well, still though. It launches one... What does RPG stand for? Because that, that's probably the clue, right? Rocket propelled grenade. Rocket propelled grenade. There you go. So it propels, it throws massive grenades quite far yeah. into wherever you want it to. Uh, no one's ever spoken about bazookas with such a, you know, a happy, cheery tone of voice. Yeah, well, you've kind of stepped on a cultural thing there because I'd say, correct me if I'm wrong, but we quite like an advert or a slogan that has a bit of cheekiness to it. It's playing with the word. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So a Veruca, uh, I can imagine you'd give a very good definition of um, Veruca as you're sat there in front of chat GPT. <laughs> I am going with the NHS right now. Um, oh, are you going with the NHS? Wow, you're, you're bypassing the Cambridge uh, English Learner's Dictionary and you're going straight for the NHS. Clinical. We're going clinical. Clinical, baby. It's a, a national health service, so I feel like I should be using it, given that I'm in the UK now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's disgusting what... Well, I shouldn't say that, because we all have them maybe from time to time throughout life, especially as kids. I think it's a bit more common. Did you ever have one? No one has ever had a Veruca as an adult. Surely no, not. No, they <laughs> have, they have. We're upsetting those that have one right now. Yeah. It's a small lump. Well, you need to bazooka that Veruca. It's a small lump on the skin that most people have at some point in their life, it says. They usually go away on their own, but take months or even years. Yeah, it looks a bit like a, a fungus, I'd say. Would you like to hear the Cambridge Dictionary's um, definition of it? Yes. It's slightly briefer. It doesn't talk about how frequent they may be in your life. Right. It leaves that bit to the NHS because, quite frankly... Cambridge isn't qualified to give these uh, statements. A veruca, a small, hard, infectious growth on the skin, usually on the bottom of the foot. Okay. I quite like that one. It's quite graphic. I like it. I like it. Yeah. yeah. So if you do have a veruca, guys, and you find yourself in the UK and you think, I want to get rid of this small, hard, infectious growth on my skin, usually on the bottom of the foot, then you want to get yourself down your local pharmacy and get bazooka, which is, has a different spelling to the um, RPG, uh, the weapon. It's B-A-Z-U-K-A, whereas the bazooka and RPG, if you want to buy one of them, it's B-A-Z-O-O-K-A. So bazooka that veruca. And so it's basically saying, get rid of that veruca. Throw a grenade at it, basically obliterate it yes exactly but i'm now imagining them getting a little bit confused and going into a different store coming out with an actual bazooka and mm. finding veronica maybe shooting veronica in the face oh no a veronica not just the yeah. one well i was just imagining them launching a grenade at their own foot okay oh yes a series of english learners just losing their feet as a result of listening to this episode amputees yes yeah yeah well they did the job themselves yeah well they wouldn't have the wart any longer or veruca no that's true that is one benefit of blowing your own foot off 
But we skip past the catch-ups. Harry, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Very well, yeah. What's been going on? I had a tennis-filled weekend, really. I I basically just watched tennis and in proper Wimbledon style, uh, I got a punnet of Sainsbury's Taste the Difference strawberries. There you go. There's another slogan. Taste the Difference. Yeah. Well, it's that's the name of the range, isn't it? It's not quite their slogan, but it's well, it's almost like a slogan. It's a sub slogan. It's a sub slogan. Sure. So Taste the Difference is like the posh range of of Sainsbury's own products, isn't it? You can get the basic Sainsbury's basics or if you want to go a bit more upmarket, then you get yourself some Taste the Difference strawberries. And yeah, I didn't I didn't regret it. Could you taste the difference? I could actually. They were good. They were really good. We got that and some Prosecco and watched the women's final on the Saturday. Me and my friend Rob, who is actually my sister's ex-boyfriend, weirdly, still hang around with him. Why not? (laughs) Are you the unflushable or is he? Uh, Neither of us will be flushed, but if one of us had to be the floater, then probably him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no nah, i don't know i love him i love him so you know you can't ditch people even if no my sister did dump him oh god no nah, it was mutual it was mutual actually um we can remove that part potentially maybe if you want no it's all right you can i like the unflushable it's good language and floater as well but yes we did that we watched the women's final really good i felt sorry for the tunisian woman who was in the final because she didn't really put up the fight that she would have wanted like she didn't Uh, play as well as she had been in the build-up to it Uh, so that was sad to see and she was a bit teary during her her speech you know it's sad oh does the runner-up get talk time on the mic yeah they even interview before the winner lifts the cup they get a plate they get a runner-up plate actually the woman I realised, I didn't know before, but women, they don't get a cup, they get a plate too. So they get a big kind of silver plate thing. And the runner-up got something similar, I think. Oh, okay. So the men get a trophy and the women get a plate? I believe so, yeah. But you'll be glad to hear, you probably already know, they both get paid the same amount. Oh, I didn't know that. I think that's very new. Isn't that in the last couple of years? I think it's the last couple of years. I felt sorry for the lovely Tunisian lady who came second. But then I looked up how much she was going to win. And it turns out she was going to get about 1.3 million for coming second. Wow. Gosh. I remember when I was a kid, they were getting about 300,000. And back then, that sounded like a ridiculous sum of money. But now... You get over a million for coming second. Isn't that amazing? That is crazy. But to be fair, we're all watching their match, right? So she's provided the entertainment. It's not like the winner was the only one playing. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. She played a necessary part in the occasion. It would be a pretty boring final if the runner-up wasn't there. Yeah, it would be pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It'd be a pretty bad sport, in fact. They wouldn't sell many tickets, I'd say. No. You know, fair enough. If you've made it to the final round, get a million. Yeah. The, the winner got uh, takes home something like 2.3 million. Hefty sums of money. Yes. Very big sums of money. And again, I mean, I know the Olympics isn't about money, 
But thinking about how that's every four years, Wimbledon is every year, isn't it? So you could be Djokovic, for example. He could have won a lot of money every year. Oh, yeah. A rich tennis player. Oh, incredibly rich. But yeah, they have these Grand Slams throughout the year, don't they? Yeah. And not Djokovic is someone who wins Grand Slams all the time, like they're going out of fashion. He's going to be mega, mega rich, mega rich. And I don't even know if Wimbledon's the highest paying Grand Slam. I don't know. I can see you're getting on Google. Guessing Charlie will be announcing that uh, imminently. Yeah, so that was my... But after that, just while you're looking that up, I'll let you know what else I did that day. After the tennis, me and Rob went down to the local brewery where I took you, actually, Brewpoint. I don't know if you remember that. Yes, I do. That's where I started to enjoy stouts for the first time. Yes. And it unofficially cured my tennis elbow in my wrist. Really? Yeah, I had a tendonitis in my wrist. Right. And it was from playing tennis. And the physio yeah. said, it's tennis elbow, but it's in your wrist. Oh, right. I think he, he was simplifying the injury for a layman like ah. me to understand what's going on. Yeah, I had uh, tendonitis. Okay. And then you gave me stout. I had like three or four pints of this drink throughout the weekend. And it went away. And no. somebody said, it's probably the iron in the drink. That's amazing. I mean, this is totally hearsay. Do not take this as a recommendation, but it worked for me on that weekend. And then after a while, I stopped having stouts and it came back again. Wow. I mean, iron is so important for your body, isn't it? Like, yeah, my dad was had an iron deficiency and he and he started taking iron tablets. And it's like, yeah, he's been so much better since then. So it wouldn't surprise me if that was seems to be a very necessary kind of thing that we need. Ah, yeah. There we go. Wow, that's amazing. I'm so glad that that helped you. You drank yeah. your, your, your way back to recovery. <laughs> exactly. I just found out that potentially the US Open, I don't believe this. This seems too much. Apparently 60 million US dollars for the, for the winner. It's, oh, no. Oh, no. Sorry. This is the total purse. So that would be everyone, right? Yeah, yeah. Shared among all. Okay. 2.6 million taken home by the winners. Very similar. Yeah, that was USD. Uh, So you watched the uh, Wimbledon. You watched it so much so that you had it coming out of your ears. You could say you, you, yeah, you bloody loved it. I loved it it all up. Yeah, so we watched the Wimbledon uh, women's final on Saturday. They went to this beer festival. That was really fun. There was music there, and you know, loads of different beers to try and stuff. Uh, that was kind of whole whole day thing. So I just got I got quite drunk. Uh, had a little dance. Uh, would have been would have been nice to have you there with anyone. It's quite funny actually. I um I saw this girl. I'd been there for like two hours probably. I was a little bit. I was tipsy. Let's say I was tipsy. I was in a great mood. The sun was shining. I was having some really nice beer. I was in good company. My sister Bounce. was also there with her friends. No, I was just drinking like lager. But no, nice, yeah, kind so. of quite nice. Like you weren't high off the iron. I wasn't high off the the iron. No, my wrist was killing me actually. <laughs> and I saw this girl walk in because you were waving at this girl so aggressively. Exactly. I, I saw this girl walk in, and I was like, I recognise her. And then oh. I realised I had seen her on Hinge on the dating oh. app that I'm using, but I'd never matched her because I didn't find her that attractive. Oh wow. So I saw her. In the flesh, was she more attractive? 
pardon the interruption, but I want to let you know about an activity I have created for you to access for free on the BritishEnglishPodcast.com slash freebies. It is a creativity exercise that helps you find ways to learn English whilst being in a state of flow. Being in a state of flow happens when we're totally immersed in an activity to the point where we pay no attention to distractions and time itself seems to pass by without any notice. I would say I am in my happy place when I'm in a state of flow because it allows my creativity to flourish. And I want to help you connect your learning experience with feeling this immense level of happiness that is entirely possible when studying. Who'd have thought it? Revising English can open up feelings of pure ecstasy. Don't worry, though, I'm not forcing drugs on you, but I am encouraging you to check out this new exercise I have created that will help you reach a state of flow, I mean flow, when learning English. Find the link in the show notes to thebritishenglishpodcast.com slash freebies. That is spelt F-R-E-E-B-I-E-S. And then click on the creativity exercise and we can all get high on life together. Back to the episode. You know what? She actually was. She was slightly more attractive in person. Okay. I still would have slight, you know, said no. But I thought, <laughs> interesting. I thought, this is funny. You know, she hasn't liked me either. I haven't liked her. She hasn't liked me. You know, there's no harm done. How do you know that she hasn't liked you? Because on Hinge, it tells you. So otherwise it would come in, you know, so there's no embarrassment. If I was to speak to her, there'd be no like grudge or anything. She wouldn't feel um, hard done by. It's an equal playing field. I exactly. So I thought, ah, oh, if she walks past me, I'm going to say hello. And um, she did. And then I couldn't get rid of her for the rest of the day. And she was just, yeah, we were on the dance floor. And she actually had quite an attractive friend who I'd have loved to, to, <laughs> to speak to. But her friend was so keen on the idea that me and her, you know, should, um, should now. No. It was a bit embarrassing, really. She's like, oh, like, you two are so great together. I was like, no. What? Within the last... I spoke to, I said, I've seen you on Hinge. I've seen you on Hinge. And we started chatting. And, th and then, yeah, I just couldn't get rid of her for the rest of the day. I'm impressed that you brought it up because then that's like, yeah, I, I saw you and I didn't swipe. Yes, whatever. Yeah, I know. And we spoke about that. But I was like, well, you didn't say yes to me either. So, you know, it's fine. But yeah, I definitely shouldn't have got a number. Because so, her friend was like, you two should, you should exchange numbers. And I was like, oh, I, I had to. I did it out of politeness, but oh, I shouldn't have done that. I gave her the wrong idea. Oh, Awful. dear. Oh, dear me. You're reminding me of uh, a night out that we went on in Sydney. Well, probably one of the last, actually. It was saying right. goodbye to our friend Lana that came and visited us recently yeah. in England. So she's single and she was using the apps and I was with her at the time and she showed us this one guy and he had nothing on but a speedo and it was like a tiger print and he had very <laughs> clearly photoshopped his genitalia to be comically large. <laughs> he was totally like in good shape, like full body shot as well and very, very big Afro kind of hair. I was amazed by that photo. So I just thought, are we allowed to say Afro now? An Afro? Yeah. 
That's not banned now. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. An afro. It's just a haircut or a hairstyle. Hairstyle, yeah. He was Caucasian. So Then on that night out, he was there. Lana was like, oh, my God, that's the guy that you saw on Tinder. And she had screenshotted that photo. So I said, get me that screenshot. And I went up to him. I was quite drunk, <laughs> so I was quite confident. I said, is this you? And he looked at it and he was so embarrassed. Oh, no. Did you ask him about his comically large uh, groin area? Yeah, I said, that, is that photoshopped? And then I can't actually remember if he said no or he tried to like play it off. Somehow it kind of made me recoil thinking, oh my God, I've just gone up to this guy to say, is your cock really this big? That's awful. Did he think that you had come across him on dating app or did you say, oh, I'm talking on behalf of my friend over there? That's a good question. I think I, I pointed at Lana on the other side of the room and she right. was looking at us. So I think he understood. Was he, he must have been quite flattered that, or embarrassed that she'd actually like taken the time to screenshot this and send it around. <laughs> like, I'd love to know. Yeah, but it was that ridiculous. Oh my that God. Ridiculous. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Have you got a picture of that? I'd like you to send it to me. Yeah, I will. I will. Or do I need, I don't know. Do I need that on my phone? I don't know. Just to see that as a reference to, to compare with your Tinder. Yeah, to compare with me in general, yeah. <laughs> Some of my latest photos. Oh, God. That's catching up. I wanted to ask you, did you, did you watch any of the tennis? Because Sunday was an amazing match, the, uh, the, fi- the men's final. Yeah, I've missed absolutely everything. I was, really? um, I was quite sad that I did this because last year I watched it and I loved it. I was really into it. It's so fun. But this year we had guests coming over, or Stacey's parents and then Lana. And they actually went to see Djokovic play in Centre Court. Wow. Quite an event for them. But yeah, we didn't actually see it. Who did? Uh, Sue and Paul. Yeah. They saw... So they were there for the women's as well, weren't they? Uh, they were there for the Tuesdays. It was... Oh, okay, one. so they didn't see the final, but they saw like the semi-finals or something. Yeah, I think it was quarters, probably. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Did they have a good time? They did. They had a really nice time. Yeah, yeah. I was very, very happy to hear how successful their day was because they went last year and they were quite upset by a very small thing, but they were queuing for ages for this, for just like a drink stand. Paul was looking at the attendee or the the waiter, bar staff, sure. Hmm. And uh, she was just flirting with her colleague, not really paying attention to him. And she was breathing into his cup like... Uh, to try and clean it supposedly uh, and she breathed this was just after covid kind of and then she goes to pour it in he's like excuse me do you mind getting a fresh glass i don't fancy queuing up for an hour and getting that cup for my drink please oh that is unbelievable so yeah that is so that is, bad i think i remember you mentioning that to me before that is that is horrendous isn't it yeah. isn't that disgusting it is disgusting oh well i'm glad they had a nice time Do you know what your level of English is? If not, then how can you tell if you're even improving? Considering you are no longer a beginner in this journey, you should be doing everything you can to show to yourself that your hard work is paying off. To do that, you need to know where you're at right now to be able to recognise the progress in the future. So... I have a quick and easy English level test for you to take right now for free to instantly find out what level of English you actually have. Head to thebritishenglishpodcast.com slash test me or find the link in the show notes of this episode. 
so yeah yeah that was that was that but let's get back to the main topic let's see if i can throw a couple of warm-up questions your way warm me up i'll warm my wrists up you said this earlier so let's just check if you know the brand which company reassures you that their product does exactly what it says on the tin ron seal very good i think i would have just got that but it was it's not an everyday brand is it no it's not the reason i know that is i looked it up i think i was teaching that phrase to a student and i had it in my head that it was no more nails i convinced myself that it was another product yeah would you have gone for that one as well potentially yeah that's a similar brand i mean you know industry because no more nails that does exactly what it says on the tin whereas (laughs) ron seal what it seals rons I don't, I don't get it. No more nails. Yeah, okay. I, a product that means I don't need nails anymore. Perfect. But it does exactly what it says on the tin. So yeah, Ron Seal is a product that, well, it seals, it seals things. Is it like a silicon kind of sealant or something? It does a lot of um, outdoor painting kind of substances like uh, wood stain, varnishing. You put it on your fence and that kind of thing or your decking. Okay, yeah, nice. Ron Seal does exactly what it says on the tin. It seals. It seals the, the paint job. It makes it weather resistant, I guess. Does exactly what it says on the tin. This is their slogan. It does exactly what it says on the tin. It's definitely become a phrase that we use, isn't it? If you want to say that something does exactly what you expect it to, you say does exactly what it says on the tin. Absolutely. I think, yeah, you could use this in lots of situations. I mean, the media has used it. I've got one here. For example, a film critic might write, the action movie is like Ron Seal. It does exactly what it says on the tin. I would remove Ron Seal from that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Ron Seal. No, we don't need Ron Seal in there. I'd, I'd say, yeah, it's, yeah, the action film it kind of does exactly what it says on the tin. Kind of, you get what you sign up for kind of thing. It's an action yeah, film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or in a tech forum discussing software, a user might say the app does exactly what it says on the tin, apparently. Duolingo does exactly what it says on the tin. Very good. Yes. Two languages. Not sponsored by Duolingo, or is it? No. In daily speech, the phrase is often used to describe anything that is simple and straightforward. For example, someone might use it to describe a simple cooking recipe. It does exactly what it says on the tin. Okay, I like that, yeah. yeah. Or what about anisole? It does exactly what it says on the tin. What's anisole? It's a cream for your anus, for your, <laughs> bot- for your anus. If you have piles or an itchy bum, if you suffer with chronic itchy bum, then you pop, <laughs> pop down your local pharmacy and get anisole. Right, and that's something that... Does exactly what it says on the tin. Yeah, that's something that the pharmacy staff said to you when they gave it to you? Well... It would be a good, I wouldn't flinch or be surprised if they did say that. I'd be like, yeah, I like that. I'd be like, what's anisole? They'd be like, does exactly what it says in the tin. Now go home, whack that up your bum bum and you'll be fine. What do you think of this one? A politician might use it to describe a policy that has a clear and straightforward outcome. Similarly, a businessman or business person, sorry, might use it to describe a product or service that delivers exactly what it promises. Yeah, the British English podcast does exactly what it says on the tin. Thank you at last. I've been waiting for it. There we go. 
hopefully from those various examples, you can understand how it comes up in conversation. And mm. if you hear that phrase, you won't be completely confused by it. And you might even, what could you, you can't really say anything back to it, can you? Ron Seal. <laughs> I bloody love Ron Seal. No, you wouldn't need to. Well, you just respond uh, accordingly. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Bye. <laughs> so let's move on to another one. I love reading, by the way, I'm just thinking about that, these abrupt endings to things. It always cracks me up when we're doing the academy classes. And the students are so good at coming up with like dialogues. It'd be quite challenging, but I'm always amazed by their creativity because they come up with really good dialogues. Then they always end really abruptly. It's like, bye. It's just like they're having a conversation using all this like vocabulary that you've taught them in the episode. And then they just say, bye. It's just like, it's really funny, like end to the dialogues. It always cracks me up. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that partly is because they're aware of not hogging all the time. So they want to have succinct uh, dialogues. So if it doesn't, if it doesn't use the language, end it <laughs> <laughs> yeah no they're, they're so good though so like creative in it i'm they amazed really by are. It. it's really good yeah cracks me up every time i'm gonna test you with this one okay i'm gonna remove the phrase and see how you do okay if you've had a rough day and someone tells you this phrase what are you suggesting you should do a go for a jog take a nap eat a chocolate bar or start a new job i'm gonna forget those options but go on Oh, okay. Those four options. Go for a jog, take a nap, eat a chocolate bar or start a new job. Okay. So if you've had a rough day and someone says this famous quote. Oh, are you going to say the quote? No, that's, I think it's too easy otherwise. And I've said. If you've had a rough day. Yeah. You'd say this quote and then you'd. Have a Kit Kat. Have a break. Yes. Have a Kit Kat. Have a break. Have a Kit Kat. Oh, yeah. Very good. And in the advert, they would snap the Kit Kat, wouldn't they? Because if Kit Kat comes in fingers, if you're lucky enough to get a four-finger Kit Kat, then <clears throat> that's the break. Yeah. Oh, it's a lovely advert. It's lovely sound. It is. Lovely message. Yeah, it's a great ad because it really makes me want one. Hearing that yeah. click or snap. Oh, yeah. give me a Kit Kat now. I love Kit Kats. What, what's your favorite form of Kit Kat? Come again. Chunky, four-finger. Uh, two finger or just sad little single finger uh, Kit Kat multi-pack. Right. Now, I like to have three two fingers all at once. Three two fingers. Wow. La layered on top of each other. No. No, Jake. <laughs> I like a, a four finger. A four finger, do you? I knew you did. I've definitely yeah. seen you with a four finger in your mouth. <laughs> so my sister used to eat Kit Kats in a very particular way. That was very... But she still does. She still eats chocolate in exactly the same way. She'll get it. If it's got a biscuity center or a wafer inside, she loves a wafer. Do we need to censor this? No, it's okay. It's not going to get too dirty. What she does is she'll bite off the chocolate, all of the chocolate. She'll go around like a mouse. Oh, uh, like a little squirrel. Like a squirrel, yeah. Nibbling at it all around it. And then... Well, then, then she'll just eat the middle bit. But, she... <laughs> but isn't that funny? She'll go around yeah. and take every little bit of chocolate off individually. Well, maybe it's not. Maybe that's. Maybe there's a lot of people that eat like that. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. And I, I remember doing that with quite a few snacks when I was younger. Jaffa cakes, for example. You'd, you'd lick the uh, chocolate off and then you'd have that little layer of orange gel. Uh, yeah. yeah, weird. You could take it off the 
the bottom base. Kind of scrape yeah. it off with your yeah. upper teeth, your top teeth. And clubs as well. I do that with clubs. Yeah, clubs. What were they? Sim- well, they were kind of had a biscuity bottom, didn't they? And then it's quite bottom. thick chocolate in cubes, kind of cube-like. Not cubes. It's a bar, but they had the word club on the top. Yes. And you'd rub the foil into it and your foil would be would have the sort of imprint of club oh yeah did you ever eat a bit of foil by accident no no i didn't harry did you too ravenous yes i think i have yeah yeah i've definitely made that mistake yeah i can still taste that that kind of aluminium clubs are amazing aren't they and the the lettering was quite kind of um indented into the chocolate so it was like that's maybe why i thought it was in cube form because the yeah, letters I know what you are mean. quite big, aren't they? Yeah, quite 3D. Font was quite 3D. It was. So that came from the Kit Kat one. So take a break, have a Kit Kat. I love that. Or, That's a really good sorry, one. Have a break? Take a break, have a Kit Kat. Because you wouldn't take a Kit Kat. But you could, for English learners, you can say have a break. I'm just going to have a break. Yes. But take a break is a good collocation too. Take a break, have a Kit Kat. Sorry, it's got it here. Have a break, have a Kit Kat. Oh, Okay, interesting. We stand corrected. Have a break. Have a Kit Kat. Well, okay, yeah, I guess it's probably better if they repeat the have. Have yeah. a break. Have a Kit Kat. Yeah, I just put in take and it came up with have. Yeah. Have a yeah. break. Have a Kit Kat. Okay, we've we've said it enough. Um, but can we put it in our other areas? You might sarcastically mention it if someone's stressed. I think it's something you might say. It's like you use it kind of as a little mini joke, a little quip or something like... Have a break. Have a Kit Kat. Yeah, you'd say it under your breath, that second line, wouldn't you? You'd be like, have a break. Have a Kit Kat. Have a Kit Kat, you can't. Have a break. Yeah. Have a Kit Kat. But no, it's not. This isn't like... It's a cultural reference. So, like, it's it's good to know it. And you definitely... People will definitely say this kind of thing. No doubt. Yeah. And also, if you've got a Kit Kat and you're gifting it to someone, you might say, have a break. Have a Kit Kat. It's a very clever little phrase. <laughs> because what you're doing is every time someone says have a break you're making them think of have a kit kat i don't know if there are people out there that always have a kit kat when they have a break but i bet I'm there's sure very there few are. british people out there that don't think of kit kats when they hear the words <laughs> have a break it's very clever it is very clever yeah and another very clever advert it's a big one. I think it's probably the biggest one of, of the conversation. Oh, there's another one, actually. But I don't know how to lead into it. Let's do this. I'll say this, although this is wrong. But <laughs> Harry doesn't do stag do's. But if he did, they'd probably the, be the best stag do's in the world. Brilliant. Carling. Carlsberg. 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 And, mate, and very clever. Very clever, so that good. one. I love that one. Because you really do apply it to everywhere. Like yeah. you can put it into any kind of context to suggest that they are probably the best at it. The advert was always that kind of thing. Like you'd see like, I don't know, the most amazing holiday or something. It'd be nothing to do with beer. And then at the end, someone would just crack open a Carling. A Carlsberg. Carlsberg. God, Carling have ruined it for Carlsberg. They sound so <laughs> yeah, similar. Yeah, they're getting, getting free rent in this, aren't they? Carling don't do... Uh, Teletext holidays, but if they did, <laughs> Carlsberg, they don't do holidays, but if they did, they'd probably be the best holidays in the world. It's also one of the longest slogans I've ever heard. It's quite a long one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, isn't it? 
you just said a funny joke about Teletext holidays. Can you explain why you said that? We will leave it there for part one of today's episode. Thank you very much for listening up to this point. If you did want to listen to part two and part three of this conversation, then you can head over to the BritishEnglishPodcast.com and check out the premium podcast or academy memberships. The premium podcast gives you access to the full conversation along with extended glossaries, transcripts and flashcards. Whereas the academy gives you all of that plus exclusive videos and audios for the season-based episodes, explaining the vocabulary, exampling them, giving you quizzes, writing assignments and weekly speaking classes on Zoom. But if you were just here for part one of this conversation, then I thank you very much for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed the show. Do grab that free worksheet by clicking the link in the show notes. My name's Charlie and I will see you next week on the British English Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>